0: Should I buy this? Maybe. Should I buy this? No. Should I buy this? Yeah. Welcome to Should I Buy This podcast, the show where I ask my girlfriend if it's okay to buy things. I'm Gavin, and I'm joined with my girlfriend, Jess.
1: Hey, everyone. So, this must make the fourth week of being quarantined at home.
0: Has it only been a month? I think
1: so. Yeah. Because it basically started when I started my new job.
0: It's about the end of March it started, yeah. So I hope everyone's doing okay, staying sane. We are bringing the podcast content to you, so you don't need to go outside and have fun and enjoy life and go shopping. And what else do you do outside?
1: You can play and interact with humans.
0: Yeah. SIBT podcast is your substitute for all that.
1: So we're going to explain so that they can visualize it in their head.
0: I'm saying all I'm saying is, you and I are doing doing a service for the good people out there in their own homes by providing this enlightening content. SIBT, you following my drift there?
1: So. Is this where I throw in the Animal Crossing clapping? It's like.
0: Yeah. On another note, this is the big 1 0 episode 10. Jess, did you think we would have done 10 episodes?
1: Yeah, because I jotted it all down in the Excel spreadsheet and I was documenting what we were saying in every single podcast.
0: Jess is probably more eager about doing this podcast than I am when we first started the podcast what was your opinion what was your level of eagerness about doing SIBT meh meh yeah it was a it was pretty low it was down here but now Jess is the one asking when are we recording a podcast she's making spreadsheets on Excel she's she's doing the whole website which we'll talk about later Jess has upped her eagerness about the podcast. What changed from episode 1 to 10?
1: Because I can use this in my portfolio. Smart. Slash is also fun. So you have exterior... I get to spend time with you. Alterior
0: motives. And
1: talk with you. Well, you can use it too.
0: That's that's one of the reasons why SIBT podcast came to existence. It's because we want it for our portfolios. So... If there's anyone hiring content creators, someone wants to do a podcast for the company, you already know. Jess and I are qualified for this. We got the podcast 10 episodes, this crisp audio quality, but 10 episodes, and Jess has taken over as the as the star of the show, being so eager, being so energetic, being so ready, asking me every day what I want to buy. Of course, during covid it's really hard to think. It's for me. It's like, I don't know what I want to buy. I don't know what I want to buy. What do you want to buy in next episode? I don't know. There's nothing I want to buy. I'm stuck at home. I'm, I'm playing Xbox all day. What, what do you I, don't, I don't have anything I want to buy. Well, I do, ha- I do have something I want to buy for this episode. We'll get to that later. But all I'm saying is, Jess, I'm glad that you're very eager about doing the podcast. I got you. Let's recap last episode. Starting with myself. Last episode, I had completely no ideas. Also, most of my ideas in previous episodes were not falling through. I wasn't buying them. So I had to... Maybe I was cheating. You could say I was cheating. I had to secure myself a victory. I said, let's go get some McFlurries. After we recorded the podcast, episode 9, Jess and I, we went to drive through, got some McFlurries. You can check out that picture on the new SIBT Instagram page, which is...
1: SIbt.ca.
0: So if you're a fan of the show, you're gonna to wanna to follow us on Instagram. Our handle, SIBT.ca. You can get all the latest SIBT news, what we're doing, what we're up to. We're gonna get some shots of the things we buy, maybe product reviews in the future. Endless possibilities on Instagram. So follow us on SIBT.ca. You can see the picture of me with the McFlurries. We'll post more pictures too. Of things we actually buy join the conversation you know what i'm saying follow us on social media and stay up to date with the latest should i buy this podcast news and updates
1: s-i-b-t dot c-a is also the web address so please check us out
0: jess has been working day and night on this website trying to get this up to par with with what jess expects of a website so, so far, what do you think of the website? How is it coming along?
1: It's coming. It came a long way from nothing.
0: So, listeners, you can check us out on sibt.ca. That's both our Instagram handle and the website domain. What are some things we can see on the website? What are some of the the reasons why our listeners should, should check out the website?
1: It recaps all the episodes that we recorded and the sub-themes that we talk about, like you know, when you're an adult, when, and quick buys.
0: So if you want to see what we were talking about in previous episodes and the latest episodes, sibt.ca, the website is the place to go. Uh, Moving on from all that stuff, Jess, last week you wanted to buy a bamboo toothbrush. What's the update on that?
1: I didn't buy it. What happened? Because I wanted to buy another thing.
0: Another thing? Is that a secret?
1: It's not a secret.
0: You can't buy two things?
1: I just want to limit my purchases during COVID because even though you can buy online, you can spend a lot of money online. So I'm being very cautious of how much I'm spending weekly, even though we're quarantined at home.
0: Do you think you're spending more online at home now because we're quarantined and there's nothing to do? Whereas pre-coronavirus days... You could do like window shopping, walk around the shopping malls, and maybe now that we can't do that, you're finding yourself doing more, a lot more online shopping. And when you're online shopping, it looks like there's more deals, it's more flashy, it's more convenient. So do you think that's why you're shopping a lot more online now?
1: No, I've always been an online shopper. Even when online shopping was just coming out, I was buying things online. For my own convenience. So the things that I'm buying online are things that are on sale or they're gifts for other people. Or yeah, those are the two categories right now.
0: That kind of encompasses like everything. You're either buying for yourself or other people. That's 100% of anything you would buy. (laughs) Are you going to buy the bamboo toothbrush eventually?
1: Eventually, but... It's not really high on the want list right now. I have other things that I want to buy. Just going to
0: stick with regular toothbrushes?
1: Yeah, Oral-B is cool.
0: Non-biodegradable toothbrushes?
1: I'll be using plastic toothbrushes for a bit. Well, I mean, we should buy new toothbrushes because we've been using the ones in the washroom for about six months now. (laughs) (laughs) That's so long.
0: You should change a toothbrush every three months.
1: Okay, so maybe I'll reconsider buying the charcoal toothbrushes. I mean, the bamboo toothbrushes.
0: Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want no charcoal toothbrush. Getting that black stain on my teeth. No, thank you.
1: Well, what did you want to buy this week?
0: Hold on, hold on. Let's move on to, you know, you're an adult when. Last episode, I talked about how I was so glad I didn't need to be driving an hour each way on my daily commute to work. In fact, like we said earlier, it's been a month since the quarantine started. I haven't started my car. I haven't sat in the driver's seat for a whole month. And that streak recently broke because I drove my car to to the mechanic to get my winter tires changed. So I guess you know you're an adult when you have to change your tires and that is kind of like a chore. Like I said, I haven't been driving for a month, and all of a sudden I'm just driving to the garage, and everything felt so weird. I was like, "Whoa, is is my car like always like this? Did did I lose my driving abilities in this whole month?" It's just like a, you know you're an adult when you have to do these chores and these tasks because I don't want to drive in the summer with my winter tires. You know that's going to ruin the the tread and everything. So that's just something you have to consider. Assuming life goes back to normal and I'll be driving to work again. I'm not trying to destroy my winter tires. And those are just some of the priorities you need to have. That's that's my topic for you know you're an adult when. How about you, Jess?
1: You know when you're, when you're an adult when you spend more money so that you can get the service. What do you mean? You'll spend money on shipping so that you'll get the products faster. Expedite.
0: Expedite. Expedited, expediated,
1: yeah, expedited, that word.
0: Expedited shipping. You know you're an adult when you're willing to spend money for efficiency, trade money for efficiency. So whether that be throwing on a few extra bucks so that you get your package a few days earlier. I don't know, cause like some things, some things are efficient, but I feel like there are some other things we're not willing to do, like ordering takeout through uber eats or or uh, doordashers or skip the dishes or whatever when we could just go and pick it up and save like four or five bucks on the delivery fee
1: yeah but what if you can
0: last week we had the option to do that to go get takeout and then we saw it was like wait this meal is normally would cost us under 15 bucks it's going to cost us like 20 something dollars with delivery so I feel like that's an, that's a that's a still a time when we decided to pay less for for the lack of efficiency. We had to go and pick it up ourselves. I see your point. Some other times you're willing to pay more to get services sooner.
1: Okay, let but me delivery, put it this way: but
0: delivery, food delivery, is still not one of them. It seems.
1: Okay, that's because we have the luxury of our own car. But maybe some people out there don't have their own car, or they can't transportation
0: take transportation
1: yeah but say for example you want to take a fast train or you take a small train, like i mean like a common train like it stops at every single station yeah so wouldn't you want to pay more for the fast train so that you get to the destination faster
0: depends how much of a rush i'm in
1: yeah well it's like that
0: yeah, so you know you're an adult when you're willing to spend more for efficiency. I feel like I haven't reached that stage yet because I'm, I'm still willing to pay less. To, It might be a bit more of a struggle, but pay less and do things more. Maybe that's a sign I'm not an adult yet.
1: You are younger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Listeners, let me know if you agree. You know you're an adult when you're willing to spend more money. I think that also has to match with like how much money you make. I think if you, if you earn a comfortable amount, you're obviously going to be more willing to, to pay for the bullet train or to pay for food delivery or to do the, do the one-day shipping, stuff like that. It's also how you value your time. When you're older, you have more stuff to do. So then you don't want all this hassle. Just throw money at the problem and make it go away. Which is a very, I'd say, adult thing.
1: It just comes down to preference and the need for it.
0: The day I pay for expedited shipping. on Okay, it's one thing if it's something urgent. Like, I need it as soon as possible. But if it's something... Like, I don't know. I'm just buying something stupid on Amazon. And, I, and then I pay for expedited shipping. Then, you know, you're at a certain level of, I don't know if it's adulthood or like financial comfort. That's when you know, I'm going to say that's the benchmark when you're willing to pay the extra for not not the services you need. Like if you need to order food because you're going to starve, then sure. But like if you want to, it's, it's, it's a difference between need and want, I think. If I needed to do something, I would pay more for it to get it done. Like, if I'm sending an important document to halfway across the country, I'm going to get it as registered mail. Because I don't want it to mess up. But if if it's just something not important, I'll still opt for the slow method.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was actually going to bring up the letters, but you pointed it out.
0: Alright, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Jess, what do you want to buy this episode?
1: There's a deal going on, on 500 pixels, and for those of you who do not know, it's a service for photographers where they can sell their photographs to 500 pixels to earn a buck off them. And I've been considering the pro membership, so it's usually $10 a month USD, but now it's $5 a month USD. So the yearly cost would come about maybe
0: $60 American,
1: American. $70 Canadian. Okay, I have a lot of photographs from Japan that potentially could earn money, but I'm not sure how much money or passive income that I can make from it.
0: So 500 Pixels is a website where people sign up for their memberships, upload their own pictures, and... Does the website, 500 pixels, buy your images? Or is it, if, if let's say you upload a picture and I'm person B, I come along, I see your picture, I like it, I buy it. Is that how it works? Or is it the website, 500 pixels, who's buying your picture?
1: No, it's the first one that you said.
0: Okay, so if a lot of people liked your pictures, then you could get a lot of money.
1: Mm, I'm not sure the algorithm. Or like how much each picture would get because you have to shoot the photographs that people want to buy.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like 500 pixels is, this website is like a middleman. Yeah, they are. They're
1: taking 40%.
0: So how much is a picture worth? Like, do I pay like your fee for a picture? Let's say you upload a picture. And do you get a charge the price?
1: I don't think so. There's a price set by five hundred pixels. I think that's how it is. Like, I'm not sure. I didn't research that part yet.
0: Okay. So like let's say it's ten bucks and I buy it I buy your picture, I pay ten dollars. The website will get forty percent four four dollars and then you would get six dollars in, in theory. Yep. What are you debating? What is what is the why haven't you bought it already, I guess?
1: Because I was waiting to ask you. I asked you before recording, and you're like, I need to know the reasoning. I need and to I know gave the you the reasoning, yeah. and you still didn't say anything.
0: I see there's an awesome membership, a pro membership, and a pro and Adobe membership.
1: I'm just doing pro.
0: What is awesome plan? Ad free browsing, advanced stats, histories of all I liked. What's the difference between awesome and pro?
1: I think there's just very few, but you can see the check marks if you're on the website. Yeah. Technically, if I get an account, then you can upload your pictures too. And yeah, limited uploads,
0: priority listing. I mean, it's worth a shit.
1: shot to make passive income. That's what's
0: yeah.
1: going so, through my mind.
0: So the only difference between pro and awesome, there's also a free feature of 500 pixels. Where you can upload seven pictures a week. You have basic support. That's about it. Directory listing. Awesome and pro, you have more stuff. The only difference between pro and awesome, like the, the, the cheaper plan and the, the medium plan you're talking about, is uh, in the pro version, you can display your services and workshops. So, are you, gonna, are you gonna have like a workshop or something? And you can have a customizable profile. It's about like twenty bucks difference, American. Mm. I don't know. So, what do you what do you feel like do you Do you feel like this is something? Are you leaning towards doing this when you saw, especially it's fifty percent off? You get yeah, only for annually. one year. Yeah. So you want to use this year to try to see. I guess it's it's pretty low risk. You pay for this service. If you earn money, that's that's obviously great. If you don't, then you just don't have to do it next year. Is that what you're sort of thinking?
1: Yeah, that's what's going through my mind.
0: You would be uploading mainly pictures we took in Japan.
1: Yeah. Or any pictures that I take of your Canon.
0: Is 500 pixels the best? What what do you call these like photo aggregate services? Are there I'm sure there are other ones like Adobe Stock is is that something better or is this is 500 pixels a good service compared to other photo services, because I don't I don't know what they have. I don't know the photo the pay for photo service s- scheme.
1: I think they're all skewed because maybe they sell their photos to third party photo services. Because I did read reviews where some members of Five Hundred Pixels were finding their photos on Fotolia without their knowledge.
0: What's Photolia?
1: It's another website, like 500pixels.
0: So 500pixels was selling users' photography to Photolia without, without the user's knowledge, right?
1: And then they found it because they stumbled upon it one day. That was just on a YouTube like review video. And then he ended up deleting all of his photos from 500pixels. And you can see that he was a very active member because he had over like thousands of followers, thousands of follows uploaded. He was like a pretty big member in the community.
0: I'm interested more like how much, I guess the specific numbers, that would be nice. Like how much money did this person earn, whether or not you set your own price. It would make the decision a lot easier if we knew these numbers. So mm-hmm. I think we need to do a bit more research. But if you're looking at the plan now, seven about 70 bucks Canadian, this is like the photographer stepping from the amateur, you know, to the semi-amateur, like to the professional.
1: <laughs> professional level.
0: Exactly. I guess it's, it's a good starting point, a site like 500 pixels and other sites who sell other people's pictures. And if you do get big enough, eventually I assume you can sell it without the middleman.
1: Well, but you'll need to build that credibility first or something. Yeah. On the flip side, there was an article written on Forbes, I believe, and the guy who wrote it was one of the founders of 500 Pixels. Of course he knew the ins and outs of it, but he said he was making about 15 to 1600 a month passive. And so I mean it's, it's a, that's, that's not side, bad it's side
0: gig money, but he's he's a founder, you said, so yeah like he's he was obviously a founder. up there, one of the top guys Because
1: uh, he knew what sell that's all that's all like yeah. if you know what sells, then you can make money
0: so this is this is a good side gig thing uh put put in consideration fifteen hundred is probably on the higher end
1: it sounds like it, yeah. I don't know how many clicks or yeah. downloads you need for that though.
0: So let's say, let's think of it like this. It's $60 US for the membership. If you want to break even, you know, that's $5 a month from the pictures or, you know. Uh, it is a low cost, high rewards to see what your pictures are worth, to see if you can actually earn money off them. I think it's worth a shot, but I I would also like to see more numbers. What does the average person earn? Um, you know, I, I assume most of the users probably don't earn anything. Mm. There's there's a free account which gives you seven uploads a week, it said.
1: Yep. I have a free account.
0: Have you tried using the free account?
1: I have one. Have, have... you
0: have, have you earned anything on a free account? No. Why do you think not?
1: Maybe because I'm not like a very active member in the community. Like it's not like I post regularly.
0: And in the free account, you don't get stats, right? You don't get to see how many people see in your pictures, like them.
1: No. And I don't think people can buy.
0: Oh, you can't make money on the free account? No. So what's the point of having a free account?
1: It's like... Why would an Instagram. Making your own... Like, say if you're a photographer and you want a portfolio page, then... Oh, okay, okay. Like, it's not bad. But dad. then the
0: it seems like if someone wanted to buy your stuff on your free account then the website gets 100% of of the profit. Yeah. Because right uh, now... I'm just really like skeptical about these middlemen websites.
1: Well, right now, all the photos that I did upload, they all have the watermark of 500 pixels on it. Like, I don't own them.
0: No, of course you own your pictures. What do you mean?
1: Of course I own them. But because it's on this website, it has the 500 pixels watermark on them.
0: Right, you have to buy it to unlock the, to remove the watermark, right?
1: Yeah, but that's on all of my pictures right now that are on my free account.
0: Even on your account? Yeah. That's kind of weird. I don't know. It's, it's up to you if you want to try it. I'd say it's interesting. It's it's something to to look into as a side project. The question is of ownership. You, you said they're taking 40%. Which is a sizable percentage. That's just the
1: money side, yeah. but because I uploaded the picture onto the website, it becomes the website's property now. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So even if, though if you don't I took it. If you don't mind the whole like property thing, then it's something you can look into.
1: I mean it's not bad to make like eventually if you can hit that fifteen to sixteen hundred dollars a month. That's like food money, that's like expenses, that can pay for um rent. It's not bad. And because I enjoy photography, so I don't mind testing it out, you know?
0: Okay. I think I'm just seeing it very skeptically. It seems like they're owning your pictures.
1: I mean the best way to do it would be to promote it on your own website and then charge your own prices so that you get a hundred percent up the commission or yeah.
0: whatever, but of course, as someone starting out, who's going to stumble across the website, right?
1: You never know. You have to use a lot of SEOs.
0: Well, how much would you charge? What do you think is your your value of of these pictures for your your photography or your pictures?
1: For every download,
0: yeah. Let's say I saw a picture I want you took. I want to download it. How much would you be charging on your website for like a standard licensing?
1: ballparking, maybe 50 and up. Depends. Depends on what it is.
0: At least 50, though.
1: Yeah. Well, you got to think about it this way because you can't undercut the value of a photographer, right? I know, I know. I'm just seeing... So, like, I'm just if an accountant a gauge- charges, like, 200, 100 an hour... No, I'm not then- saying you're overcharging
0: or undercharging. I'm just trying to get a gauge of what you think the value of your product is because we right now we don't know the 500 pixels price tag. If the if they're charging $50 for example,
1: 50 for every click basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If they are doing that, you know, then I'd say okay, that's that's about right. But let's say if they're only charging $10, you know what I mean? Then you're going to get $6. Obviously, I'm I'm seeing a lot of negatives about it, but getting $6 is better than getting $0. So I agree at the end of the day, having this service and that the possibility of earning money, you gotta spend money to earn money, is a good test. I'm just trying to get your gauge of what you think is appropriate compared to what 500 pixels as a service is offering.
1: Well, we'll come back with the research next week. What do you want to buy, baby?
0: You're so close to the mic. Talking into the mic is like social distancing. You know, you gotta stay not six feet away, but what is this? Uh... Six inches Ten away from inches the mic? Ten inches away. Ten
1: inches
0: away from the mic? Yep. Uh This week, I'm interested in another possible studio upgrade. This time, I'm looking at getting ARM mic stand for our Blue Yeti mics. So right now, we're using the default mic stand, which is on the table. It's good for what it is. It looks really nice. It looks really sleek. But, you know, if, if I hit my leg into the table... Or, you know, if I accidentally... Okay, that, that's on purpose, but, you know.
1: I wanted to show an example, but this mic is on top of books.
0: All I'm saying is the mics, our mics now, are connected to the table. Right on the table, so then it, me- it makes a lot more sound. I'm looking into some, some like, uh, arm mic stands. You know, like, they kind of look like lamp arms or something. You clip them onto the table or to another table... They're like a bendy straw. You put your mic, the mic on the end of the the arm, and then it, it's sort of hanging down. Like if you watch any YouTube streamer or any like professional podcast, like they're not using a mic on the table because of that issue of like if I accidentally hit the table, then it picks up a lot more. Versus uh, I don't know. I'm for now. I'm gonna pick up my mic and move it off the table, and then I'm gonna do the same thing. Hit. He uh, still know, heard that. <laughs> <not the> <laughs> I don't know, but my point is like, if I talk like this, the mic is higher in the air. You know.
1: Okay, but I still heard that. Like I could still hear it.
0: It picks it up. It does, but the in the you know the less intentional stuff, I I assume would be eliminated or less. Okay,
1: after doing those three tests, I don't know if it's worth it. How much is this mic stand,
0: anyways? Maybe about 30 bucks.
1: So you'd spend about 70 for two.
0: Well, should I just get one now to see if it works?
1: I'll to test it.
0: Yeah, also having the mic, it'll be like right in your face on the arm stand. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It could still pick up the noise.
1: It just did when you were doing the demo. Like, I know you guys okay, can't see it. That wasn't
0: obvious. Okay, I just lifted up the mic physically. So I, I mean, I don't know.
1: Okay, here, I'll pretend to be the mic stand. So I'm gonna go across to where Gavin is sitting. Okay. okay,
0: hold it to my face. I'm gonna
1: hold it to your face.
0: Turn it. Don't you know this is the front of the mic? Okay. It it'll be like upside down. Oh, it's upside down. So then I'm facing the front, and then I don't know. Let's say I just like tap the desk versus well. Okay, let me turn off my mic. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just okay. So.
1: We just did a test <laughs> to see if me as the arm stand would eliminate the sounds that would be picked okay, up. Okay,
0: but me hitting the table is obviously making sounds. It's it's creating an echo.
1: Yeah, but we just did the test, so an arm would wouldn't take that noise away.
0: It would still. Would it amplified still, it, make, it actually it because
1: the, it went straight into the mic. <laughs> okay whatever up to you if you really want it then buy it but if you really want a proper upgrade then just get a better mic that actually has it like it comes with the stand or whatever
0: mics don't come with stands yeah they do they're always separate
1: oh they don't buy it together they don't put it together
0: the packaging i don't know like some costco package they put a stand and a mic together
1: well think about it because we did multiple tests in the studio and it still picked up the noise but I mean if you really want to try it with a mic then just buy one what happened to your other thing you said I want to buy a switch case I thought you were actually going to talk about that not a studio upgrade
0: I do want a case for my Nintendo switch but I don't think that's worth the podcast time because that's something there's no point debating it's like yeah, if I carry out the switch a lot, I'm going to get a case. So this is, I think, a more interesting topic. Having a mic stand so that... You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't know. You're right. That's why, that's why we talk about these. That's why we have these conversations.
1: Well, we just did the demo. I was pretending to be the stand. And I held the mic for you. And you still did the test. Like you tapped the table. Okay,
0: but I tapped it pretty loud. That was intentional tap. You know what I mean like like the the random stuff if I gently hit the table table of my knee or something
1: So are you sure when you watch these Twitch videos or people who are gaming can't you still hear the keyboard like when they go Like and all the clicking
0: I don't know I what's I don't know then what's the point of having a then what's the point of having an arm then It's to get it out of your way right Yeah so it's not, so it's not on the table
1: it's just eliminates That space so you can have more area to work. Do you want more area to work? Hmm. So right now, for all of you who that can't see, Gavin is scratching his chin and he's doing the hmm look.
0: I'm pondering. It's called the pondering look.
1: Yeah, but I had to explain it. And he's clicking onto his keyboard and he's researching. Or I don't know what he's looking at. Okay. (laughs) How much time should I give you to think about this? Do you want me to ask you before you go to bed tonight?
0: I'll see. I don't know. If it's just the same audio quality, I don't know. then.
1: Bro, what you have is good. But, I mean, I know you really want to upgrade. Eventually, you want to have your own switchboard. You don't even want to do these USB mics anymore. You want the other plug mic. So,
0: that's your dream. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. For now, I'm going to say no, because it's going to be bulky. It's going to take up, like, while it'll free up some table space, it'll still be, like, a giant elbow and giant arm coming out of the desk. I don't know. I have to think. Just like, how you were pondering the 500 pixels.
1: Yeah, but that's side income money. That's passive income money that I'm debating to try to make. But I don't know. How is the sidearm going to benefit you?
0: I don't know. You're okay. Right. Well, right. think about get, it. I shouldn't get it then.
1: Think about it. Anyways.
0: Because I, I mean, I only brought it in because I thought, first of all, the pod, the studio, the podcast studio would look more professional. It laptops.
1: looks very professional. What are you talking about? There's technically two laptops, even though this is my work laptop.
0: <laughs> You're we have, now. We have- your, mic, your mic is on books. <laughs> We have two books supporting your mic because your desk is shorter than my desk. <laughs> well, this is some DIY podcast studio.
1: Hey, you got to start somewhere. Look, how about we... this? How about this? Okay,
0: we're talking about sounds. Okay. What have we tried next for next time? Covering the desk with a blanket because I heard that's that's good for.
1: Yeah, that would. Uh, like what's it off called? Sound or something I don't know. It will. Decrease the sound wave so it doesn't go straight through the object and the cloth will absorb it.
0: And of course, if we accidentally tap the table, we'd be hitting a blanket instead of the table.
1: If you really want something, then you have to soundproof this whole room,
0: basically. Relax, relax there, relax there.
1: If that's which level you want to
0: go on. Maybe I should look into a soundproofing blanket. Bro, just get
1: a regular blanket.
0: regular blanket over the desk? Yeah. Let's try that next time.
1: Okay. Anyways, on to our last topic. Quick Quick Buys. buys, Quick
0: Buys. This week, as we said earlier, it marks the month of a quarantine. One month indoors. And, you know, a lot of people have birthdays in in March, April. And they can't celebrate. They can't celebrate because they have to stay home. People are resorting to having Zoom, Zoom birthday parties, birthday parties on Animal Crossing. Getting real creative, but what we want to talk about in this episode section of Quick Buys is COVID-19 birthday presents. Something you would like to send to a friend to help them celebrate their birthday while keeping in consideration the, the whole coronavirus situation. So Jess, you told me earlier you have, you had a few friends' birthdays, and did you get them anything?
1: Like a physical gift? No. What did you do? I went and texted them or gave them a Facebook message or I called them. Like an actual call, like a phone call, not any of the you can see the person, but it's just your voice.
0: Mhm. Not Facebook, not Zoom, you dialed their number.
1: Yeah, their like, actual
0: number. <laughs> like someone from like someone from two decades ago. You dialed their Wow.
1: <laughs> you probably don't even know my number.
0: My phone knows your number. What's my number?
1: 647. Why should we tell everybody on this podcast? I'm going to
0: beep out the number. (laughs) I'm going to beep out the number. Uh, Don't worry. I'll beep out the number. But tell me me what's my number.
1: 647.
0: We have the same first six digits. But at least
1: I remember the first six digits.
0: (laughs) 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 What's the most important last four digits?
1: 8215.
0: Just made it up.
1: I don't know. was that close? I was guessing because
0: I actually don't know the last four. Exactly. No one knows numbers anymore. But I going do. Back, okay, going back Whoa. on topic. Going back on topic. Your quick buys would be a nice old-fashioned birthday call.
1: You can still send them a birthday card in the mail. It will just
0: arrive a little bit later their
1: than their birthday, yeah. so you can post date it as like belated. Or something, or if you were really advanced, then or if would you're send an adult,
0: if you're an adult, you would spend more money, right? <laughs> According to the, you know, you're an adult when, yeah, like you would if just you that-
1: did it last minute, then yeah, yeah you would have to spend yeah. that money. But if you didn't, then you're gonna send it like two weeks before so that they would get it on time for their birthday.
0: All right, it's a good free present. A call.
1: Well, I mean, you can just spend like five bucks to send them a card.
0: Yeah. I don't know. What would I get someone?
1: No, Gavin isn't the type of person to give presents. So this is a very difficult topic for him.
0: Yep. If it's like a friend's birthday, we just usually go out to eat dinner, which we can't do now. So I don't know. The equivalent is ordering (laughs) takeover.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Would you send a cake to their house? Because dessert shops are still open. Yeah. So you would pay for it. But then... Instead of delivering it to your house, you can actually write your friend's address. But you need to know your friend's address.
0: That's cute. Yeah. Order your friend a birthday cake. COVID-19 birthday presents. Quick buys. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Everyone stay safe. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. The big episode 10 of Should I Buy This Podcast. And remember, there are there are now ways to follow us beyond the show. We're talking about instagram and the website sibt dot ca. of course you can listen to us on your favorite streaming platforms a lot of ways to keep in touch with the show let us know what you think should just get the 500 pixels membership i think you're leaning towards it jess me i'm leaning away from the mic the mic arm stand now because of our of our bootleg experiment we just did.
1: So you should also join the 500 pixels platform so you can make some side income.
0: Can't we just use one account?
1: But don't you want to be your own individual? I mean, we can. I don't have a problem with that. As long as you're okay with that, it'll just say Jessica. Unless I change the profile name to be Jessica and Gavin. Jessica Gavin.
0: Jessica Gavin. (laughs) So so the other day, Jess Jess Jess's new hobby during coronavirus, or maybe during... You know, anytime Is watching YouTube videos of people cooking Like we mentioned a few episodes ago People have been cooking a lot more at home Jess is not an exception Just cooking everything Making bao, making pasta, making tacos, everything And there's actually a YouTuber with a food channel Named Jessica Gavin
1: She's real, she's in America Hey Jessica Gavin, how are you? Hope you hear our podcast one day (laughs)
0: All right, that's going to do it for Should I Buy This Podcast, Episode 10. See you next time. Take care. Should I buy this? Maybe. Should I buy this? No. Should I buy this? Yeah. I hope the listeners are still listening because this would come after the credits. Like in Avengers movie, There's always you always stay for the, the credits, right? In an Avengers movie because... There's some extra bonus features. Is this This like a
1: special edition because it's the 10th episode?
0: This is a special segment because we both have updates about our items we want to buy. Right after we finished recording, Jess, you did a bit more research on 500 pixels. What did you find out about their pricing?
1: The 60% commission that a photographer would earn, there was a few words before the 60%, which was up to... 60%. So it's not necessarily a 60-40 split. It could even be a 20-80, 20 even going to the photographer, 50-50. I don't know what that split would be. And the photos are found on Getty images. So when you click, oh, I want to purchase the license for the photo, it redirects you to Getty Images. So you can buy a small... Um, it starts at extra small, small, medium, and extra large. And extra large, that photo's about $500.
0: But extra large would be like a big lens. No, no, that's right? just the image
1: size.
0: You would need a really good camera to take an extra large picture. My, like, my camera is a cropped lens, so it can't physically take a picture that So
1: large. you would fall in the category of extra small, small. Maybe medium, maybe.
0: And what's the price ranges of those pictures?
1: So it's like 50 for extra small, 150 for small and around 200 something-ish.
0: Right, so going back to our earlier conversation, when I asked, what do you think is the value of your pictures? You said $50, which is kind of in line with 50 pixels in terms of what they're charging.
1: But I don't know if I'm going to get the 60% of the $50. Because there are multiple parties in this, so it's not just me and 500 pixels, it's like me, 500 pixels, Getty Images, and whoever else.
0: Well, knowing this information now, does that push you towards getting it or dissuade you from getting an account?
1: I mean, I do have a free account, and with the free account, you are allowed to upload seven images a month or a week, I'm not sure how that works.
0: So you don't get... You said you don't get paid for that, role if no, someone buys it, you don't get it. So as of now, you're earning zero on five hundred pixels. So even if you only earn twenty percent, isn't that still more than zero?
1: It is. I mean, it's worth a shot. Maybe I'll break even because it is paid out in USD, American dollars. Yeah. Because the membership is also yeah. You're American. paying in
0: USD. You're getting paid out in USD too. So I don't know. After hearing that. After me, because I wanted to hear those numbers. How much does this picture cost? How much is that picture going to cost? And based on the sizes, I I think it kind of aligns with what you and I were thinking of. After hearing those numbers, I think it's makes more sense and something you should try to go for.
1: Upon further research, a lot of people say it's more like a social way for photographers to engage their audience. Because there's also a feature on the pro membership where you can do your own... Photo webinars? Yeah, they're called webinars. That's the word.
0: Would you be teaching a webinar? I'm I'm guessing that's for the upper echelon of like the pros, pros. Yeah, that's like pro, pro, pro. Because who would come to a rando's webinar?
1: Hey, you never know. I give out good tips and modeling advice. (laughs) I make my models feel comfortable before I take pictures of them.
0: After doing more research, are you leaning towards getting it or not?
1: I mean, it's annual, and even if I do buy it, I have 30 days to cancel. Full refund? Yeah. Oh, okay. But after the 30 days, you can't cancel.
0: Well, yeah. I think you should try to get your images together. Jump on the membership. If after 30 days, after 29 days, you don't see anything, you can cancel it. Or if you want to try more. Because like, all, all your pictures are banked, right? Yeah. So if they don't sell immediately, like we're not going to have new pictures, especially if we're just staying indoors all the time.
1: But that's the problem. In order to grow your audience, you have to continue shooting. So you have to be releasing new photos, maybe three so, or one time a
0: week. So separate your photos and release. It's like you're storing up these photos and then you can put one out you know, every week or one out every day or something. Up to you, depending on how many pictures you have.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's not a bad way because I do have a lot of photographs. And you probably do too. So it will be nice to see them make money for us. Yeah. What's your update?
0: I was editing the episode, as I normally do after recording. Because I'm trying to get this out as soon as possible. And it just dawned on me about the, the mic arm stand. That... Yeah, it's still going to catch the sound if we hit the table. But the main point of the mic arm stand is that you don't hear the sound of the mic moving. Earlier in the episode, you came over to me and acted as a human mic stand. There is so much background noise, so much of this mic shaking.
1: Okay, chill you know? out, man. If you wanted me to hold it still, then I could have done but that.
0: A person, a person is still going to have like a beat. Like a heartbeat, it's like a camera. You know, if you're zooming in a 300 millimeter lens, you're gonna you're gonna shake your hand. But having the mic stand, the main point is is to. And I don't know why I didn't explain this earlier. I guess I had a brain freeze. It's it's so you can move the mic closer to you. Now that the mics we're using are stuck on the table, we have to physically move in or out to talk directly in front of the mic. If we had the mic stand, you can move the mic stand back and forward. So that it can go right in your face without disrupting the whole scene. Like, without making our audience think we're an earthquake. So, with that, I think the mic stand is useful. You can bring it closer to your face, put it away when you're done. Versus us being forced to, to lean into the mic or, or you're using two books on top of your mic to stand it up because it's not face level.
1: Well, that's because the desks are not the same
0: level. Yeah, but if we had a mic arm you can always adjust the level of the mic so that it's directly in front of your mouth. That's the main point of the mic stand, which I didn't mention earlier. That's the main reason. It's not the hitting the table thing. That's going to help with a few times I tap the desk, but the main thing is being able to move the mic. That's what it's for. I don't know. That might be interesting to, to have it just for that. It's, it's pretty practical. So now, that's why. are
1: you like 80% inclined to buy it?
0: I think I'm pretty inclined to buy it, just to try it out, if anything. And it's like 30 bucks, so it's not like a big investment. 30 bucks would be a lower-end one, but I'll take a look into it. Bye. All right. Now the show's over. We're done. See you next time.
1: Bye-bye.